0: podcast is part of the sports social podcast network living a busy full life MitoQ is a science-based cell health supplement that helps your cells generate renewable daily energy discover more at mitoq.com that's mitoq.com these statements have not been evaluated by the food and drug administration this product is not intended to diagnose treat cure or prevent any disease hear that that's the sound of the 2023 chevy silverado's 2.7 liter high output turbo engine delivering 430 pounds per foot of torque with no compromise durability. Impressive power, whether you're helping friends move or just moving some friends. Thanks! This is the sound of a family with plenty of rear seat room to enjoy the ride. And most importantly, this is the sound of you heading to your local Chevy dealer today for a test drive. Find your Silverado and find new roads. Chevrolet. Hello there, guys. What is going on? Daniel Childs back here again for another show. Happy Tuesday. Another day closer to the return of Chelsea in the Premier League against Bournemouth on Sunday. But we have got some stuff to delve into today. If you haven't checked out my latest show, Added Time, was answering your questions about Mikalo Mudrik, Cobham, and some other things too, please go and check out yesterday's show. Also, an announcement yesterday you can support Son of Chelsea on Buy Me a Coffee. Um, it's a bit like Patreon. We're going to have a membership tier coming up. So please do hit that like button if you're excited for that. Going to have some merch, exclusive content coming up. But you can just support the show if you've got some spare change this month uh, to help out um, the content and the channel to get bigger and better as we head into the end of 2023 and then, of course, into 2024. But let's get into the show today because we're going to speak about Trevor Chalabar. Uh, firstly because there's been some news that has come out about him today, his Chelsea future or lack of Chelsea future and then we're going to go into a piece that Liam Toomey did for The Athletic kind of breaking down the Chelsea squad after so much money was spent over the summer, after so much upheaval of players leaving too and kind of asking the question is Chelsea squad any better uh, because I think that's that's still a question that's being asked. Let's get into it with Trevor Chalaber. So Chalaba faces a Chelsea exile after being priced out of summer transfer. This was a piece written by Nazar Kinsella in the London Evening Standard. chalaba is now considered surplus to requirements, the article says, and could be frozen out at Chelsea. It does note that the 24-year-old is currently sidelined with a hamstring injury and does not expect a prominent role on his return in late September. Chelsea signing of Axel De Sassi from Monaco this summer was the beginning of the again for Chalaba at his boyhood club. He is he was made available for sale, but his initial fifty million asking price was deemed too expensive for his suitors. I do want to add this because this has come out since that story broke this afternoon from Matt Law that Chelsea accepted a resubmitted bid of 25 million, rising to 30-ish million on deadline day for Trevor Chalabar from Nottingham Forest. He did not want to go. It's not a great situation given he has signed a new contract last uh, November, but there have been no new conversations over his playing time since then. Matt Law goes on to say, I think it's probably pretty clear that his future remains uncertain and he deserves a bit more clarity on his position moving forwards, but that has not been given as yet. He's currently still injured. Trevor Chalobah then posted to his Instagram uh, a very cryptic post um, about, you know, the future. And of course, tied with this news breaking, you do wonder if it is associated to it, but let's play the Instagram uh, video now and, and you can have your thoughts on it. Hey guys i ain't gonna lie man i'm tired but i can't give up right now so whatever you want me to go through let's do it i came too far so i can't quit so trevor chalabar um wow it's it there's a way where i can be a little bit more reactionary about this and emotional about this um but then also a little bit more cynical, right? And, and maybe just more realistic, some would say, over Chelsea and their approach to academy talent. The, the way I've seen him develop at Chelsea over recent years, I just think it's a bit of a disgrace, to be honest, the way he's being treated. If this is, you know, we have to take it with a you know, grain of salt and balance. Have there been conversations about this, his future? Have there not been? Is he going to be completely in exile to January We have to see how that plays out. That may not be the case. He has this knack of getting himself in a starting eleven and winning some appearances, you know, because I think he is a quality player and he's a great professional. But this may be the end of his Chelsea career. Until that happens, I think kind of flipping out and going, this is the worst thing ever. I think for me, it's just... The message this sends, the potential of Chalabar, it's not even the potential, it's the reality that Chelsea were trying to sell him up to deadline day. And it looked for a while like he was actually going to go to Bayern Munich, which I think I said on this show on deadline day was actually a good deal for him, like it was a promotion for him. I felt that that would have been a really exciting move to go to the Bundesliga to play for Bayern Munich ironically play play for a coach in Thomas Tuchel who at times weirdly took him out the first 11 but that would have been seen as a promotion for him and and maybe that that move could be further down the line for him but then you think about Chelsea from a point of view that they handed Trevor Chalobah a contract extension Um, almost 12 months ago and I've just got the statement here um, in terms of Chelsea very much committing their future very much praising Trevor Chalabar if you remember at the time he had come back into the first team after Graham Potter was appointed he had some really good performances against AC Milan in the Champions League he had proven himself once again a valuable first team member for the rest of last season and especially Post-Christmas, when Rhys James continued to have his injury problems, he played a lot on the right side of the fence. He played a lot as a right-back and uh, I think did a competent job. But then as we headed into the summer, we found out once again that he was likely going to be surplus to requirements, or at least they were very open to selling him as, as Chelsea looked to sell a lot of players. I feel like from a value point of view, Firstly, it kind of says so much to me about Chelsea's failure to build a competent squad and a valuable squad that actually performs consistently that they will just happily discard Trevor Chalabar. We saw this with the previous ownership too. I mean, I I, I keep on banging on about this and I'm sorry if you get tired about it, but it's, it's my opinion. And the fact that Chelsea still haven't replaced this player. No, it's not Diego Costa who we, of course, we're never going to be able to replace because Diego is a god. Tammy Abraham just on like a bare minimum like 12 to 15 striker goal output hopefully I hope Nicholas Jackson can be that player I have high hopes for Jackson but the fact that he left Tammy and I don't think was treated well by his own set of fans before he left as well um, and that's a separate issue you know, it kind of says so much about how warped kind of our approach to squad building has been. And it's my general concern. I spoke about this yesterday of academy talent being sold on. I think the other part to this too is like, I wonder what message and I maybe Ian Matson too because he was very, very close to leaving. Uh Conor Gallagher. I feel like Trevor, if we look at his story, right, he was on loan for several years and it was a real shock in that summer of 21 after the Champions League when he actually remained at Chelsea because Chelsea were trying to sign Jules Kunde, If you remember, that's that's an old name being brought up now for a very long time ago. We were speaking about Jules Kunde being a, and a potential, you know, transfer target that could have meant that. Chalaba, even though he had a very successful preseason scored on his Premier League debut against Crystal Palace there was even a reality like a, an alternative universe where Chalaba went on loan to save Valencia or I think it was at the time so he you know surprised a lot of people because after that last loan at Lorient in, in France when he returned there was an expectation that he would be sold permanently but he broke through for a variety of reasons maybe it was the internationals after you know an international tournament where I think Rudiger was didn't come back to a little bit later, um, maybe. Cut Zuma, too. For a variety of reasons, he was able to get some minutes. Spain, to Cesar Azpilicueta returned a, a bit later um, that summer. So it gave Chalabra a chance to, to get some minutes. He breaks into the first team. He plays really well. He makes multiple appearances throughout the start of that season when Chelsea have a really good run of form. You know, he scores um, some important goals. He scores against Juve and a really, really amazing performance that really showcased Chelsea's academy talent that night. And he plays both cup finals against Liverpool, a really good Liverpool team at the time, an attack that was scoring a lot of goals and helped Chelsea keep a clean sheet over 120 minutes twice against that Liverpool attack. That was very, very impressive. So he's had all these moments and he's had to fight back from a lot of adversity or just moments where he's been out the team weirdly, but he's come back. He's had to play in different positions, whether that be central midfield, centre-back, Part of a back three, part of a back four, right back. And then to think he's going to be discarded in this way very easily. I do wonder if you're a future player, if you're a younger player at, at Cobham and you're maybe hoping that you could replicate Trevor Chalibur's story, what hope is there for you, right? Like, what hope is there that it's not going to end the same way? You aren't going to be a regular player. You aren't even going to be respected as maybe like a decent squad member after all that Chalabra has has done. Chalabra is not the greatest defender in world football. He may never be that. He may just be a competent to decent level player, which is more realistic because producing players like Rhys James and Mason Mount is unrealistic. As much as I rate the the ability of those coaches and the hard work and, and investment in Cobham and the talent that comes through that academy, of course, some of it has been brilliant. But to produce players like that on a consistent basis is hard. You know, it just is. Any academy in world football, even with the greatest resources, struggle to do it on a consistent basis. The norm is players like Trevor Chalaba, who still is, you know, an exceptional player if we're talking about the massive pool of academy players that come through Cobham on a yearly basis. Uh, But at the same time, you know, his one is maybe a more attainable one. But even when he's being discarded quite easily, and potentially discarded. I wonder what message that sends down to the academy. And if Chelsea continue to look to sell on these academy players, it's not going to be long before once again we see the exodus we saw a couple of years ago. Because players, I think very rightly, will look at the situation and go, what's the point in sticking around if all the club sees me as is just a, 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 a potential route for profit? If, if that's it, if there's no kind of, I'm just going to be passed over for an actual disaster. You know, this is not about having a go at Axel Dizazi, who I think so far has, has looked okay. You know, he was, a, I think, he was quite shaky against West Ham. I don't think he had the best performance there. He obviously scored a goal against Liverpool. It's not about having a go at him personally. I hope he succeeds at Chelsea, like any Chelsea player that comes in. But you know, you can't convince me that Axel Dizazi is fifty million worth replacing Trevor Chalobah. Like, I don't. That's not a massive upgrade to me and this is the thing i spoke about yesterday if you are not replacing your academy players um with players who prove to be world class if that term means anything now like me they they come into the first team and they produce exceptional performances enzo fernandez i think falls into that category it's the first one that comes to mind but it's obviously relevant right now when i'm seeing money being spent on subpar to all right players or ones that just completely fail to deliver you've got to be asking questions haven't you and, and why you're just skipping over the chance to find internal solutions, which is what Trevor Chalaba was, has been, could still be in the future. Those are my thoughts on Trevor Chalaba. Let me know yours and we'll be back after this. The more my company grows, the harder it is to stay focused on our core product. I need to master DE&I, ESG, M&A, even how to adapt to hybrid working. The more hats I wear, the more I need Aeon, They bring their whole team to the table and give me access to great minds in each discipline. So as my business grows, my knowledge expands and I see things more clearly. Better decisions, Aon. So the second part of this show, we're going to look at Liam Toomey's piece for the Athletic Chelsea squad audit, young potential, a midfield revamp, but lack of bite remains. So I'm just going to put this this graph that was part of the piece on the screen. Now, basically, it's a breakdown of Chelsea squad this season. Uh, Player options across each position in 23-24. If you're listening on the podcast, it's basically a football pitch where all the players are listed out in a a technically a four two, three, one formation, back for um obviously goalkeeper central midfield or defensive midfield then central midfield uh, left wing attacking midfield right wing and center forward so you do have some crossover there because of course the likes of Levi Colwell are uh, listed as a left back as well as a left center back Um, and in central midfield too we've got the likes of Moises Casado, Romeo Lavia and Hugo Chukwu in central midfield he's put down Conor Gallagher and Enzo Fernandez in Kunku Chukwameka and Cole Palmer in the attacking midfield Cole Palmer also list listed as a right winger with Raheem Sterling and Norni Manawake. Funny enough, because of, of course what we've seen so far this season, and this was a massive debate over recent weeks, uh, Ben Chirwell listed as a left winger alongside Mikhailo Mudrick and also Christopher Nkunku and then Jackson, Breuer and Washington as the centre forward. He also colour codes this in terms of under contract, loaned in, loaned out, contract expiring and new signing. Um, so... You know, really good breakdown and he kind of goes through each area and I definitely suggest link in the description box below he gives his opinions and thoughts and breaks down every area of Chelsea's squad that's not what we're going to go through today I wanted to read out kind of the near the end of the piece when he talks about the amount spent by Chelsea and kind of why there is kind of a conflict and understandable um, concern confusion from some Chelsea fans over Maybe the lack of instant output from the amount that has been spent by this current ownership. This is what Liam Toomey breaks down and says Chelsea squad is far from what most supporters would expect to see in the wake of seeing around £1 billion, uh, $1.25 billion, committed on transfer fees in a little more than 12 months. This might be the most expensive array of football talent ever assembled but it is not built to win at the highest level right now, and it does not look particularly complete. Such assessments are likely to shift significantly with time. The inevitable consequence of having this many young players and development projects in one squad is that some will make spectacular leaps forward, others will stagnate or regress, and the rest will follow trajectories somewhere in between. I think that conflict and you know confusion whatever you want to call it or you know criticism of the the strategy i think is understandable i have sometimes rallied against this idea of just experience because i would tell you last season squad was was a lot older and a lot of those experienced players failed to deliver failed to deliver the results in recent years when we have gone for those players they haven't exactly proven with the exception of of Olivier Giroud and I think Thiago Silva are the two best examples I've seen in the past five ten years Um, probably that's a little bit too much but you know at least five years of players that have come in at an older age have proven experience have added instant impact have been good rotational players at times I think good influences on on younger players around them you can add maybe in the later years of their Chelsea career Willian and Pedro to that too those are relevant examples but a lot of the time when we've bought older it hasn't exactly meant instant results and that that is a problem especially once those players don't give you those instant results they become difficult to shift so I don't think it's as simple as like let's just start buying players over the age of 25 and everything will be great my concern is there is a lopsided nature to this squad in especially in an attack we have a lot of players of similar age who will need minutes I I think that there is a a balanced discussion here over Chelsea have spent a lot they have it's it at times and and I think I was with the ad I made yesterday kind of jokingly about kind of this massive obsession with signing young players and and, and players who don't have a lot of experience and are going to come into a club where they're going to find themselves lost even though on their own individually with the right development plan they may prove to be very very beneficial players for us it's just it all looks a little bit cluttered at the moment and I don't blame people for having those concerns that you know I've I've brought up in terms of selling off academy players what does that mean for people having a connection but then is it actually helping out the value within our squad um, but I'm not as downbeat as everyone else because I, you know, looking at the numbers so far this season, looking at the coach we have, who I rate very highly, and looking at some of the players, I personally, this is just my approach, I enjoy the fact that there are a lot of young players here that could develop. Um, I, I think there's some talented players here that I am excited to see how they grow under Mauricio Pochettino, um, and also that one billion in context is also Chelsea rectifying the mistakes of the previous ownership and also making new ones and then having to clean up the mess that they've already made. I mean, it's not the fact that Chelsea was starting from a position of an amazingly built squad. You don't spend one billion in that short time if you have a really, really good squad um, and and one that's already proving value. I mean, logically, you just wouldn't do that. So there are a lot of problems to make up and also there's been a lot of um, shifting of players. I think majority of which... I think were the right decisions at the time of the summer, and I, and I still think that's true. Uh, but seeing how this spend goes and, and how that works with fan expectation, and also understanding it's a young team, and you know the scrutiny that's going to come from that spend, even if you do look at the squad and say it's been spent on the, on a lot of players who still need time to grow, that in itself is is something that I think is going to be difficult if Chelsea aren't getting results, because some people will look at that and instinctively think to themselves well, couldn't we have spent that money elsewhere? And couldn't we have spent that money on actual short-term results? That is a wider cultural debate around Chelsea that we've been having for a very long time. Um, I lean more in a direction. I think it is it is shrewder to have a longer-term view of this and that short-term solutions actually set us back further. Um, but obviously, the, the proof is going to be in how this squad develops and actually have Chelsea just cluttered their squad even more in a different way rather than having experienced players failing they're going to have young ones failing and some of those really stalling and financial struggles will come from that in the future and we'll having we'll be having to chase our tail even more in upcoming years let me know your opinions are you positive are you negative you know do you think that you know that there needs to be context over that billion and actually you know it isn't all just about instant results now and actually in two to three years time while some are not going to wait two to three years' time, actually, that's going to look like a really shrewd piece of investment in the upcoming years, and and Chelsea have spent the money now and actually have spent on some very good players. Let me know your thoughts in the comments below. That is it for today's show. If you do want to support the show, as I said at the start, go on to Buy Me A Coffee, link in the description box below. You can financially help the, the show out. But three ways to do it, very easy way to do it. Share the show with your friends, get more Chelsea fans involved, like, hit that subscribe button, turn those notifications on. If you're listening on the podcast, thank you so much for tuning in. You can also give the show a positive rating review, really does help also get the podcast out to more people. Social channels, all of that stuff that you can follow the show on in the description box below. And I will see you again very soon. All the best.